0: We serve the King of Kings, don't we? Praise your name, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we desire to be better, better spiritually in the new year. Have more discernment, be able to discern what it is God is doing. Uh, The other night, I had the television on, and uh, we we was watching... uh, I think it was, uh, the governor, what's his name? Huckabee. Huckabee. And, um, I really recommend that you watch that because he brings people from the government and they tell you what's going on. They tell you things that's going on within the legislation and all that. And it's very, very interesting to know that and to know how to pray. It's one thing to pray and it's another thing to pray in, in the, in the realm of what is needed. Um, and uh the program that we was watching went off and the new the the night guy that comes on does anybody know who that is i don't know who it is uh anyhow you know the guys that talk after after the night lights go out anyhow i want to tell you what he said he was mocking our god he was absolutely mocking our god and making fun of religion, and I just sat there and heard that, and I thought, "What has our world come to?" You know, I know that there's corruption and evil in the world, but I'm not out there, and I don't usually hear those kinds of broadcasts. And it stirred my spirit—not uh, what he was saying, but what the spirit of the Lord was saying to me as he as he mocked God. I mean, he said the word God. He, he, he mocked us. And, um, I just thought how evil our world really is. We have no idea of what's going on in our government. And, and to think that this famous jokester uh, on TV is mocking our God. I would think that he would be The fire of God would come on him that instant. It was horrifying. And then I I remembered the message that I had for today. And it's a couple of weeks late. But it, it was so right because the message today is God reigneth. God reigneth especially at midnight. He reigneth especially in power when there's trouble and darkness and evil. So it may feel like midnight. I mean, I couldn't sleep for thinking about that at night, the things that he said about my God. And so it may feel like midnight in this moment of our history of our country. You know, they're trying to change everything and they're changing things without our knowledge, you know, and they're doing things to our children and all sorts of things that are going on. But I want to tell you today. That God reigns even in the midnight hours. He reigns even in the wickedness. He reigns in the corruption. He reigns. And when you start to be harassed by the power of darkness and and you start to feel that anxiety and that fear and all of those things that go on when you do listen to the news... When you start to feel that, you have to have a spirit of God that rises up in you and says, God reigneth. He is more powerful. This is the darkest hour as I see it in 285 years, 84 years of my life. And yet God is in the midst of it all. God knows what's going on. God is handling things. And he reigns in this midnight hour for our country, for our life for relationships for whatever it is he's dealing with our children you know just driving us almost to worry because of our children and the things that they're going through in our world and parents are uh, really a lot of parents are so upset because the things are going on and they're starting to find out the things that are going on but God reigns he's in charge it's so hard for me sometimes to see that he's in charge when I see the wickedness and the corruption. I just can't even think that a person could rise up and make jokes about our God on, on national television. But it's so much further worse than that. We don't even see the nth degree. But God reigns in the midnight hour. And God gave me this message before I saw that, but I understand now that our hope is in God. I say that. We celebrated advent for hope, we celebrated it for peace, we celebrated it for joy. You know, those kinds of things, but those are just not words. They're just not traditions. They're not just something that we say good in church, but they are something that comes from the very throne room of God. We took a ride uh, after the storm and it was and the whole earth was white. And I thought We got a message from God because the snow came straight from heaven. And when we stood up where they had um, um, shoveled, this was just a beautiful, beautiful slate of white snow. And I thought, I said, snow is in the Bible. And it says that our sins, you know, are passed away. And white as snow. And I thought about that and I thought in the wickedness and the corruption... And all the things that I know and I don't know much about all of that. That God sent us a blanket of purity. And, you know, we don't like it. We have to be put up with it. It does everything to us. But God is getting our attention because he has purity and righteousness and holiness for us that the world cannot give us. And our destiny, you know, our destiny is in the fact that he will reign And I looked at that scope of white, you know, and I thought, how pure God is. He's pure as the driven snow. And he sent this message and where I'm all griping, you know, because I got to get out in the snow and got to do this and got to shovel. I don't do that, but I think about it, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. And yet. The Lord is saying, look at the purity and the righteousness that I can rain down from heaven and cover those things that are going on in the earth. And I thought I I was just I was just overwhelmed. Well, I want to talk this morning. You know, it's time for us to search for and follow after the prize of the high calling church. We know this scripture. We quote this scripture. But it's time for us to. Press toward the prize of the high calling of God. What is the high calling for your life? What is God's expectation for you? And what is your expectation for God? And we got to get up out of the rubs and out of the financial problems and the sickness and all the things that's going on in our world and see that God reigns and God knows what's going on and God knows where you are and God is going to be there for you when you need him. If we just know that, know that it's something more than words it's something that's deep in our spirit and we got to start to live like he reigns you know we we just got to we got to grow in the Christ and press for the prize because the prize for me and maybe for you the prize is closer than we even know and we've got to be ready to face God and stand before him and, and hear the words well done even in the midst of a corrupt world that we're living in so I'm sure That you're acquainted with the Apostle Paul. He was an energetic energetic servant of God. And we've got to get more energy for God. We've got to get more energy in our testimony. We've got to get more strength, more power. We've got to speak up when they're talking about evil things. We've got to impart the word of God wherever we get a chance. We need to be scoping out where can I see something? Where can I impart a word of God to into somebody's life? You know, if, even if you pass somebody, somebody shovels you out, you know, you, you say thank you. No, you say thank God, you, you know, that you came and helped me because I prayed for somebody to help me and you came and helped me. We've got to, you know, interject the word of God into this. Dying min- midnight hour of our world. So Paul was energetic and he was a servant of God. And everybody knows the story at midnight, what he did. That, that, you know, it's, a, it's awesome to know that what he and Silas did was praise God with their backs bleeding and in chains and in prison. But they had the tenacity to praise God. And when they praised God, what happened to their circumstances? Everybody heard them. God performed a miracle and he opened up the, uh, the prison doors and people came out and he, and he won the guard to Christ. You know the story. But it wasn't just a story, it's an account of the power and the glory of God. That when they praised him in their circumstance, it brought salvation to humanity. God is speaking to a people today to praise him in the midst of the circumstance. Yes, we're going to have circumstances, church, because we're following a crucified Savior. It's a crucified life, and we're destined to have problems. I'm sorry, I don't like to say that, but we're destined to have it because it's a growing experience. It builds our faith. It it builds our power. They were in stocks, their backs bleeding, and they begin to worship God. It's hard to worship God. Even when we come to church and have a nice suit and a car sitting outside, it's hard to just worship God. What would we do if our backs were bleeding and our feet were in stocks? And what kind of energy would we have to worship God? And so I believe this with all of my heart. I've practiced it on occasions. I like to say I've practiced it all my life. But I have practiced it in my life. And when I had nothing, I ended up with a nice apartment. I have a car. I have everything I have need of and, uh, against the days that I didn't have anything I needed of. And God has been victorious in my life. And he'll be victorious in your life. Now, it might not look victorious. You see what I'm saying? Because you can't see the power and the glory of God and what God is doing in your life and what he's working in you. So Paul and Silas were in prison at midnight. God reigns at midnight, especially when the devil is harassing you. And it is a midnight hour. If you will praise God, he will bring you forth triumphant and he'll do more for you than the devil does against you. So what is so unique about this time of Paul and Silas in prison. Well, what's so unique, unique is that they were in prison, they were beaten, they, they were chained, and they, they, they didn't do anything but preach the gospel. What are we willing to do to preach the gospel, to be a, a message of Christ in the earth? You know, we, we may go through hard times, but let us not equate the hard times and being a hard t- person next. being a hard person back we have got to be able to be gentle and kind and Christ like when we're treated like dirt so what was so unique about it is that they weren't in church they weren't in church you know they're just out there in in a crisis of something they did for God how many times has something happened in our life and we said, well, God, I've done this. I've been faithful. I paid my tithes. I, I, I remember I did this and remember I did that. And why, you know, like we deserve something better. Well, we don't deserve anything better than Christ. Nobody's driven nails through our hands. Nobody's hung us in shame. Nobody's mocked us like they mocked Jesus, the one he came for. So the church of Jesus Christ is in a midnight hour our country is in a midnight hour i mean listen to the nasty things that the politics are saying you know the thing are doing i don't care about any of them cuz they're all nasty you know this is where we are we're in a midnight hour we're in it with our children we want our children to bone up and serve god with all of their heart and we have difficulties and the devil, you know, fights with us and causes us to fight with our children and our grandchildren to worry and to fear and to doubt. And all those things are of the devil in us, the fear and the doubt and the anxiety. And the devil messes with us in the midnight hour. Do you ever notice that if you're stressed, you can't sleep sometimes, you know, those things. But God is faithful in the midnight hour and he reigns in the circumstances and the difficulties of our life, So they weren't even in church. They had nobody encouraging them. They had nobody singing songs with them. They had nothing. They were just there. And they begin to worship God. You can worship yourself out of a circumstance if you will praise Him. But you know what? We're so we're so fleshly that we hear what the enemy is doing more than what we hear what God can do. And can He not do more than the works of darkness? Yes, He can. So they sing praises in the, in the circumstances of their, of their pain and their anxiety and their imprisonment. They sing praises unto God. This is a great hour for the followers of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, help us to be a spiritual witness. Help us to not be part of the griping party. Help us to not be in the, in the area, area of fear and anxiety because we see these things. And, and I'll tell you something. If you're younger than me, you probably don't care about those things. But when you get this age... And you see what God is doing in the earth and you recognize that we need to know that our lives are, in, are are in his destiny. And that's what we should trust him for. Our world needs a witness of God's love. They need a witness of God's strength. They need a witness of God's overcoming power. Where is it in the church of Jesus Christ today? They need a witness that something is going on more exciting in our life than something that's going on in the world. We don't get up in the morning with a headache from what we did the night before. They do. But they think they're having the time of their life, and yet they're suffering and and anxiety, and they need to see somebody that has the smile of the Lord and the aura of His presence and, and a word that they speak in season. One word you can speak, and it can make a difference in somebody's life so the strands of the song roll over and over in my mind you know we sing it you know like make me more like jesus and actually we sang it this very day you know that is a prayer that is a commitment to god that we would be more like him what does that mean that means we have to suffer to be more like him it means we have to give praise to be more like him church the church of jesus christ is dormant we need to praise and and you know i I was raised with in a poor family, and the, well, they didn't care if they were poor. They just praised God. My mama just praised God, praised her for dinner, and We for lunch. And we went to the hospital and praised her, praised him all the way. I said, Mama, I'm hungry. And she said, well, God will supply. I told you this a thousand times. But, you know, when we got at the bus stop, there was a sack there, and there was two uh, lunches in that sack. And we ate it. We, my mom said, put the blood of Jesus on this here, honey, eat. You know, and God is a faithful, faithful God. And he can do those miracles when you need them if you can trust him for them. And that's the one thing I ever got from my mama was to trust him for them. Trust that he has them. Don't wonder and worry if it will happen. Trust him that it's going to happen. And God will reign over your midnight hour. He'll reign over your circumstance. He'll reign over your fear. He'll reign over what it is that's tormenting you and causing you to be more like the enemy than like Christ. You know, we got Christians today that call themselves Christians, and they're more like the enemy than they are like Christ because fear and doubt and anxiety is not of God, church. So I'm trying to get over it. I want you to get over it, and I want us to be raptured together. Thank you, Jesus. So it's a midnight hour in our country. It might be a midnight hour in your life because you might be going through a struggle today. But I want to tell you that that God reigns. He reigns. He reigns. He reigns. That means he's more powerful. That means he's working in your life. Even in a circumstance that seems painful, he's working in your life to bring forth his glory in in you. So God reigneth at the midnight hour. Our God is in us. He's greater than the works of darkness. He's not just there by Himself. He's there with the Father, with Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and the Father. The Trinity of God. All of the creative power of God is living in us if we're truly born again, and if we truly trust Him, and if we truly put everything in His hands, He will come through. Acts twenty seven twenty three. Paul. Uh, was there with the prisoners this is another case of the energetic power of god that reigned in in paul he you know he was in prison and he took all the prisoners from somewhere to somewhere and um in the midst of it they came against a huge storm in the sea and paul was paul's paul was, he wasn't asking god to save him he asked god to save the whole group He wanted God to be perform his glory in the midst of all the prisoners. And if you read it in Acts 27, you'd probably have to read the whole thing. But he's in the sea and all of a sudden he has an angelic visitation. Let me tell you something, church, you can be in a midnight hour and have an angelic visitation if you can trust God for it and if you will believe it and if you'll act upon it. And so he had a visitation. The Bible says in verse twenty-three of of chapter twenty-seven: "For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve." We need to know that scripture, you know. And he said, "Fear." And the angel said, "Fear not, Paul. And God hath given thee all them that sail with thee." He's in a horrifying storm, and, and the waters are raging, and an angel appears to him. And tells him, don't fear, I'm gonna save you and I'm gonna save this whole group of people because I'm God and I'm more powerful than the storms. And, and Paul knew that. He says, who's God I serve? Church, we need to come back to that place where I serve God and God is more powerful than these opportunities that the enemy brings to us to, to cause fear and anxiety in our life. And he said to Paul, he said, I, I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to take all that come with you. So in verse 25, he says to all these men that are frightened and fearful and they want to maybe jump out and try to get to safety. He says to all of them to sit still. And he says, you know, be of good cheer. How, how you like to say that in the midst of your crisis? You know, you, and you know that the enemy is, is harassing you and instead of responding to that evil and acting like it, we say, oh, be of good cheer. God is here. You know, be of good cheer. God is here. I have said that many times and I, and I always have to say it four or five times to get the cheer going. You know, but if you, if you say it until it becomes a reality in you, and then you will see, it. well, God, you have something to do with this crisis and you will bring me forth triumphant. So he says to the, all the prisoners, he says, be of good cheer, for I believe that God will bring us through. And that's the trust issue that we need in our lives. And the verse 27 says, about midnight, the shipmen deemed that, they're tr- that they drew near to the country and they were cast into the sea, but not one life was lost. That when God says, I'm beside you, I'll go before you, I'll make the crooked places straight, trust him, believe in him, and just go about your business like he's going to do what he says he's going to do, and you will see the glory of God. So we're talking about stormy weather here. Paul was in stormy weather, and there was an angel of the Lord. Well, what happened in your storm? There was an angel in our neighborhood that come and shoveled the walk. You know, there was angels in our neighborhood that in in your life that God was revealing himself to you because you, you might have had a good attitude instead of a bad attitude. You, you'll notice how easy it is for somebody to get you in a bad attitude. And if they're trying to get you in a good attitude, it takes more energy. Did you know that? They said, well, it'll be okay, honey. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to be good. And we're still sitting there with our bottom lip out, you know. But instead of saying, God, it's in your hands, you reign, you, you're you the king. You, there's nothing more powerful than you. You reign in my life. And when you start saying that to yourself, I tried that this week. I said, okay, this problem happened. I said, you reign in my life, Lord. doesn't look like it, but you reign anyhow because you're the king. And church, we need to start beefing up our spiritual life because things are going to come down the tube that we can be used for the glory of God in this hour and the people that harass us or the people that give us trouble they're the very people that need the word given to them and spoken to them they're the very ones that need the comfort of the Holy Spirit they don't need the wrath of your your God you know your your feelings they need the spirit of God we need to organize the spirit of God in our life we, by that I just mean we need to put it in the proper place in our life sometimes that is way down here in the file and you can't hardly find it but it needs to be prioritized that God is a faithful God and he reigns at the midnight hour is his biggest shine when you think there's no hope and he comes forth and brings hope like paul in the middle of the sea in the in the storm and the angel appears to him god has angels that are waiting to appear to us but we we don't believe even if they come we don't believe you know unless they show us in a bright light and knock us off the stool you know otherwise we're, we're not seeing it but god is speaking God is speaking. Church, hear me today. God is speaking in our politics, in our lives, in our families. God is speaking. And we've got to get the ear to hear what the Lord is saying to us because it makes a difference when we let God rule in our life. Psalm 119, 61 and 62. This is, you know, God reigns. The bands of the wicked have 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 robbed me. Have you ever been robbed In your life by even a spiritual robbery or a a real robbery. It says, the bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy word. At midnight, I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. Will you get up at midnight and praise God? When you're tumbling around and around in bed and have a, you know, anxiety thing. Will you just say, well, God, you reign. Thank you for this. Thank you for this moment. I just worship you here at midnight. God wants to take the midnights of our life and reveal himself in a supernatural way to us. The fullness of the Godhead lives in us, church. It's not enough as believers to say the fullness of the Godhead lives in me. We have to believe it. We have to trust it. We have to work with it. We have to show it. We have to shine. We're to be the light of Christ in this day. They don't have the light. They have the enjoyment of the world, but they do not have the light of the living God who has their hand, their, their lives in his hand. They don't have that. Let the church rejoice today in Psalm 47, 7a. For God is the king of all the earth. It says, sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of holiness. That's enough right there to just give you strength for a week. When you see that and you say, God reigneth over the heathen. Those things that tempt you are heathen. The things that come against you are the powers of darkness. And it says, God reigneth over them. God can control them. It's up to us to believe and to trust. Get on our face before God. Pray through whatever it takes because God reigns in our lives. In Psalm 91, I'm just am so amazed to see all these scriptures that are telling us God reigns. Now, Psalm 93, the Lord reigneth, he is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he girdeth himself. The world also is established, and it cannot be moved. How powerful is our God? Psalm 97, 1 and 5, it says, The Lord reigneth. Let earth rejoice. Let the multitude, let the isles be glad. Doesn't just the earth, the sea, everything that's in it, let it be glad. Righteousness and judgment are the habitats of his throne. Somebody talked about that today. A fire goeth before him and burneth up his enemies round about. When they start harassing you, you say, Whoop, o devil, the fire's coming. And it's not your fire that's going to do anything. it's, It's the fire of God that's coming. There's a trail of fire that comes with God. It says, a fire goeth before him and burneth up his enemies round about. His lightnings enlighteneth the world. The earth saw and trembled. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. I just thought about that as he mocked god on that television thing i thought the fire of god is inches from you because when god comes to correct the fire comes with him to burn out the dross to burn out the things that should not be there and we should say oh god cleanse us magnify your glory in us let us be a witness in this hour we don't we don't fight and 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 uh, have uh, disagreements and those kinds of things but we just let the power and the anointing of God prevail so we need the move of God's power in our churches uh, all over the land Uh, oh the Lord the Lord has has plans for his church but I don't think his chant his change his plans are what we do we do all sorts of things to think to bring the power of God but you know what God's power is already there and we have to believe in it, trust it, be faithful to it, walk in it, defy the powers of darkness and set at liberty those that are uh, bound. So I want to say to the church, God is after those that are not faithful. God is after those who have... uh, 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 salvation have been born again, but are not leaving it, living it. God is, God is purifying the church today. That's why the church is so small. It's, uh, uh, well, not just this church. I'm talking about the church of Jesus Christ. You know, it needs to be more empowered by the interject knowledge. Like Paul, it doesn't matter what's going on with me. It matters what's going on in the heavens. It matters what God has for us. And we need to find uh, the answer from God. What is it you want from us? You know, we don't want to just sit idle. We want to be doing something for God, praying, seeking God. Isaiah 52.9 says, break forth into joy together. What would happen if every one of the saints got together in the same joy of the Lord? That would be a powerhouse for the kingdom of God, wouldn't it? It says, we read this and it says, break forth into joy, sing together, ye waste places. How many times have we thought, well, that was a waste, you know? I did this, I did this, made these commitments in my life and it turned out to be a waste. I know what I'm talking about, church. But the Lord says here in Isaiah 52, 9, he says, break forth into joy. Sing together, ye waste places. For the Lord hath comforted his people. He hath redeemed us, and he's going to redeem Jerusalem in that passage of scripture. Oh, God, save your land. Oh, church, at midnight, there is a moment of God's plans Matthew 25, 6, at midnight, there's going to be a cry made. It's not a cry of failure. It's not a cry of hurt or pain. It says, behold, the bridegroom cometh at midnight. Go ye out to meet him. Our lamps must be ready. We must think of this moment and always prepare to hear the midnight call. I'd like to preach that whole chapter, but there's not time Matthew 25, but I want to, I want to tell you something. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. And he's going to expect us to go out to meet him. So we've got to know when he's coming. You know that some of the lamp holders weren't ready. And yet they were called Christians. They, they, they were part of the group that was waiting for him to call. But when he called, they weren't ready. And I believe that God wants the church to rise up and be ready. And I believe that when we get the joy of the Lord and when we get together and display the waste places that God has brought us through and how powerful he is. And when the church of Jesus Christ rises to worship him and not the things of this world, we will see that he will meet us at midnight. So much in scripture about midnight. So much in scripture, you know, about God reigneth. So those are the things I want you to remember today. God reigneth and your midnight hour. He will reign if you will let him. In our struggles, our disappointments, the the warfare that the enemy wages against us, we will be more powerful. Wouldn't it be great to just shoot at him in the spirit of God and see him decay and move away from you, you? Thank you, Jesus. Today, we see in this message that God is looking for a strong servant a committed servant a working servant a faithful servant one who trusts god with all their heart may we be a witness with strong determination may we have strong determination to give him our full our full faithfulness in this hour because there is a midnight hour coming and that's the midnight hour when he calls us unto himself and so i want to speak to the church today And I want to say, may we be have a rejoicing song of thankfulness and praise to our God because he does watch over us and our God reigneth in the darkness. As much as he reigneth in the Holy Spirit movement of God in the church, he still reigns in those sorrowful, hard places and brings comfort to his people. So God reigneth in your midnight and you have to speak to him and you have to speak to the enemy. And you have to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And church, he's talking. We have to get close enough to him to hear his heartbeat and to hear what he is saying to us. Don't let your crisis derail you. Know that he is with you in the midnight hour. God, we love you today. We worship you, Father. We thank you that you're with us, that you never forsake us. And we are the ones that forsake you in periods of time, O God. But, Lord, draw us close to you. Help us, Lord. Reveal yourself to us, I pray, that we'll be a strong witness for you, that our light will so shine that others might find you, O God. We thank you for the power of your word, Lord Jesus. We thank you that you burn up the enemies round about us. We thank you, Lord, that you are God and more powerful than anything in the earth. For this we give you praise in Jesus' name.